Hello, everybody. My name is Stevens. And I'm Javerlyn. And you're listening to Like Father, Like Daughter Podcast. Podcast. Enjoy! All right, welcome back, everybody. You're listening to Like Father, Like Daughter podcast. podcast. Um, that was our second take, actually. <laughs> we had um, a blooper reel. Yeah, we had a little blooper uh, moment. Um, well, you know what it is is um, we haven't recorded in a while. You know, we we it's keep having like these these lapses. Yeah, it's been exactly a month um our last episode came out on the 17th of february so we apologize to all the listeners again um it it's it's i mean we're recording this extra late it's like 11 p.m now and again it's because it's the baby takes up a lot of time and, and requires at least one other person besides the person watching the baby so um it's real difficult. It's a lot easier for me to record the uh, Christ Alone podcast because, you know, you're able to stay with mom and the baby and help her out. Mm-hmm. Um, but the thing is that when she has to pump and the baby's sleeping, somebody has to be there because if your mom's pumping, she can't tend to the baby if mm-hmm. the baby wakes up, you know, in the middle of mom pumping. So um, so that's really that's really the issue that we're finding. Um. But uh, we apologize for that, and we thank you, all you faithful listeners that continue to support us on a monthly basis, that continue to, uh, you know, um, support us with the, you know, with the t-shirts and all of that. Uh, We just want to remind everybody, if you have purchased a t-shirt and you have not posted it on social media and or tagged us in the picture, uh, please please do so. Uh, We'd appreciate it because, uh, you know, we want to see those of you that got the shirts posting it um, and helping us out that way. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, if you went through and bought the shirt, um, you know, um, posting it is, is the least you could do and it's free. (laughs) Um, We've, we've only had one person do that so far. Um, Shout out to Miguel from Opposites Attract podcast. Uh, thank you for uh, for doing that a few weeks back. Um, but uh, again, we encourage everybody to do that. And, and we also encourage everybody to go to Apple Podcasts and leave a review. Don't just hit the stars. Uh, you know, please just go on, on under where it says write review. It takes less than two minutes. It helps us out in suggesting our podcast to, you know, other people. So uh, we appreciate that. Thank you in advance for that. So, um. Big, big announcement that maybe you have not thought of. Really? Yeah. Um, it's official. Actually, it'll be... What's today? 17th? In an hour? In about an hour. It will have been one year that we've been podcasting. <gasps> so, uh, shout out to us. <laughs> uh, 
I want to thank you and congratulate you for for sticking to it. Um, <laughs> I know we had our moments, right? Yes, we did. We had our moments where we really it, we almost shut the podcast down, right? Yeah. And um, thankfully, we didn't. Um, and we've had a lot of good conversation on here. Yeah. I mean, I like that. Um, we just get on here and we just talk and, um, and that's it. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, it's, this is a more relaxed environment than the other podcasts because on the Christ Alone podcast, we always, we always have a message. We always have something, a point to the episode. And so, um, even though we did that here for a while, you know, with the movie reviews and all of mm-hmm. that. And though we, you know, a lot of times tend to have topics ready and prepared for us to discuss, I still feel a little bit more relaxed and I, I feel like we have more freedom here to just yeah. to just chat, which is really the whole reason why we even started the podcast anyway, right? Yeah. So you and I could talk. Yeah. So, um, so yeah. So thank you for, you know, for sticking out and congratulations for one year <laughs> of podcasting so in uh, i guess in honor of our celebration um (laughs) we're going to we're going to give away uh a t-shirt to somebody free tea uh we're gonna give somebody a t-shirt that wants it um and i don't know how we should do it um, I don't know if we should do it through um social media or I mean not a lot of people have it. So not all people have social media. Um true, but I mean, I don't know. Uh I mean on the other podcast we did a Bible giveaway and we did it on social media and we had, you know, we had like ten people submit mm. and we had a winner and everything. So oh, nice. Um, I I don't know. I think that's the easiest way to do it, because the only other way would be what to call in, leave a message, and then we just randomly choose somebody. Uh, but you know, if if we do that, I I mean, I don't know. Nobody really calls us. <laughs> uh, we only have like you know like two or three listeners that have messaged us that have left voicemails. Yeah. And we've only had a few people, so um not not a very large engagement. Even though we have about 60 or 70 listeners per episode uh in within the first week. Um uh, surprisingly our podcast is doing very well. Uh especially in comparison to uh to the Christ Alone podcast uh which you know, uh we we haven't we've only missed like one or two episodes on that one and on this one we've missed like four at least yeah uh maybe more like um, six or seven yeah it's and, and we apologize for yeah. that because again our intent was to have weekly content um and it still is it still is um so we just have to i think we just have to be more disciplined in the fact that we have to because our our time here in front of the microphone really depends more on your mom and the baby 
So I think we have to use that and try and take schedule advantage. Yeah, schedule around that, but also try to take advantage of those moments. So typically, I think when your mom is making the baby go to sleep, I think that's the perfect time to come and record because it typically takes her 30 minutes to an hour. So maybe maybe before that, because your mom still has to, she gives her the bottle at nine mm-hmm. while she gives her the bottle and then makes her go to bed. Yeah. That takes about an hour. So maybe like around 830, maybe get in and try to record because that's when she has the baby for yeah. the longest time. Um, because right after that, she has to pump. So I think we're going to try and do that to try and keep having consistent weekly episodes. Um, but you got to help me. You got to help me because I know we get distracted here. Um, the baby distracts us and we get busy sometimes. Um, there's a lot of stuff going on as a family. There's a lot of stuff that we're trying to do also. So, um, there's just, there's just a lot of things. So, (laughs) yeah. Um, yeah. So, um, yeah, that, that's, that's pretty much scheduling. That's, that's it. Uh, not for the episode, just, uh, that's it for that, I guess, Part. segment or whatever, intro. Yeah. Um, other than that, how have you been? Um, you're on spring break now, right? Yes, I have been for the past three days, four, uh-huh. yeah, almost four days. Yeah. And I remember exactly a year ago, you went on spring break. Not knowing that you would not see the inside of your school again for for a whole year, at least. Wow. So how does that feel? Thinking back it's now, sad. you know, like you're in this moment, and thinking back from a year from now, from a year ago from from today, you know, how do you feel now versus how you felt then? Uh, now it's a little sad. But before I was like, yes, no, after spring break, I'm going to see my friends because I wanted to see people, you know, yeah. see my friends. And now it's like, oh, my gosh, I get to see my laptop. <laughs> Yay. Yeah. Oh, it's not really fun because you could I could you could damage your eyes really bad because I'm staring at a computer screen for like eight hours. Nine hours. Yeah. How's that experience been for you? Um, it's so annoying. I what, really don't like it. Do you like anything about it? Honestly, no. No? I, I, I don't. Because face-to-face, I get to ask questions. There, I get to raise my hands and be like, I don't understand. You, Can you come you help me? You don't get to ask questions in virtual? I do. But how am I supposed to say, hey, teacher, come help me. Look at my paper. There's no way for you to contact the teacher directly and ask questions? I'm not, that's not what I'm saying. Okay. How is she able to come to me and oh. look at my paper is what I'm saying. You can't show it to her on the camera and stuff or on a message? She has a class to teach. Yeah, and you're part of that class. Yes, but I can't inbox her an image. That's not even possible. But you can put it up on the camera and say, hey, miss, listen, look, I don't understand this. This is what I got. What did I do wrong? My point is it's not the same. Of course not. Of course it's not the and same. I don't but- like it. But I mean, what what's the alternative? You want to go back to school? Yes. So you feel okay doing that? 
It's semi, semi. Like, I want to, but. But what? It's like, I feel like if I go, I'm, I'm putting myself more at risk. Yeah, everything in life is essentially a risk, or and you have to weigh out that risk and, you know, determine are you willing to take that risk. Yeah. So, you know, yeah, you want to go back to school. I would love for you to go back to school. <laughs> um, but, you know, is that really the thing to do right now? Yeah. You know, so I I don't know. Um, maybe not yet. Yeah. Maybe um, maybe another year and we see how things are. Maybe another six months. Who knows, right? Um, little yeah. by little. Um, yeah, because usually, usually, I mean, at least what they're doing in my school is every quarter, you know, people at the start of the quarter, you know, people are allowed to come back to school. So, I mean, I yeah. guess we can see how every quarter. Yeah. Um, the other thing, I mean, next next week, you and I will be going to church for the first time in a year well you've already been yeah, back I've to been. church but i have not and Wait, so like been like, like go sunday. where oh i go to church on sunday in the morning yeah in la manana yeah oh okay yeah is that a problem no i'm just saying <laughs> okay. yeah so you and me will go um your mom still doesn't feel comfortable taking the baby um, simply because we can't put a mask on the baby. And um, and the only reason we're going is because our church is being really safe about things. They still require everyone to wear a mask. They still separate everyone. Um, uh, after a certain amount of people, they don't let anybody else in. So they're making sure that they're maintaining social distancing and all of that. So that's the only reason we're going back is because um you know after you know them being safe and all of that all, all this time which they've been doing the whole time but i think we're at a point where we're ready to go back to church um just not with the baby yet um again we'd have to put that plastic thing over the stroller and the that makes the baby really hot because the baby's just breathing and the, she's just her, in there like and, we her, went yeah, to... and her breath is not going anywhere so it's it's it may get high it's kind of like going under the covers and just breathing it makes you yeah. hot so um so we don't want to put the baby under the you know you know how she gets when she's hot and cranky. She, I, yeah I feel today like we went to tj maxx so. and she got really sweaty and like not fussy but she was like get me out of here yeah. wow she's talking already oh yeah. man she said, get me out of here? Yeah. Unbelievable. <laughs> uh, no, um, I don't know if we mentioned this before, but the baby has said her first words already. Yeah. Her first word was Papa. Yeah. And her second word was Mama. Actually, her first word was kind of like, ta, ta. that was her first word. Yeah, but that doesn't mean anything. How does that not mean anything? That means aunt. No, it doesn't. Yeah, tia. it does. Tia means aunt. Tata is nothing. Yeah, it is. It's not an actual I word. I used to call tia tata. I used to call okay, her that. that. But that's not an actual word. How is that not an actual word? If you look it up in the Spanish dictionary, it's not a word. Oh, if it is, it doesn't mean aunt. So, just saying. You want to look it up now? No, thanks. We can look it up. No thanks, Alec. 
<laughs> Anyways, uh, I don't know what you mean by that. I don't know that reference. <laughs> Do you want to explain? Smart Alec. Do you not know what Smart Alec means? Oh, okay. Like Alec. I used to, I have got somebody it, in my it. class named Alec, actually. Got it. Um, So, definitely you're sick and tired of virtual. Period. But you're sick and tired because you're, you're, you're just sick and tired of virtual school or you're just tired of not seeing your friends and not being in school? It's both, but it's mostly the first one. Okay. Um, do you still communicate with your friends from school? Or? I do, but I only communicate, I've only communicated with three, three of from them. my, from, yeah, from last year. Everybody else. I still have their number. I just don't contact them. Yeah. Do they contact you? Um, yes. I actually don't know because I don't get their messages. Okay. And then for I, for some from Eastlake, like elementary, I do contact them, but not as often as I contact those three people from sixth grade. Gotcha. Okay. So that's crazy. You spent all of seventh grade at home. <laughs> I had plans for this that, year. Plans. I mean, I would have loved that, you know, uh, having been when I was in seventh grade. I would have loved to, to have stayed home and been able to just go to school from home. But um, I was very um, sociable. Uh, and so I think I would have had a difficult time with being stuck at home, not being able to see friends or anything yeah, like that. Some people... Especially back then, because back then there was no, oh, let's, um, you know, let's video chat. Yeah. And some people have had to go back to school because they get so distracted at home. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's a lot. It's a lot. Um, but yeah. Uh, what else? What, what else have you been up to? I mean, besides school. <laughs> besides school? Yeah, what's new? I mean, it's been a month that we, we've been on here. Our last episode was on Gina Carano and her getting fired from Disney. Oh, yeah. And all that stupid mess. <laughs> uh, which, by the way, uh, we have, I guess, a small update on that. Um, I thought it would be appropriate. So, <laughs> so that is the theme song to Mandalorian. I, I don't know. I really like that theme song. So good. I thought it was appropriate. And it's my understanding that we can get away with playing about 30 seconds or less of a song that we don't have rights to. Woo! So we were just <laughs> under 30 seconds. So. Wow. So, uh, so yeah. So uh, just wanted to play that. I, I think we wa originally wanted to use that as our intro music or something, yeah. right? Yeah, we did. Um, but uh, but yeah. So it turns out that Forbes magazine um, had a writer publish an article on Gina Carano's um, situation, mm -hmm. and um, it's it's a pretty long article. So I'm not gonna I'm not gonna read the whole thing. 
Um, let's see. It uh, it came out March eleventh. Um, you all you have to do is just Google Forbes, uh, Gina Carano, and you'll get the article. It's by Jean Del uh, Vicino. Vic oh, Vecchio. Sorry, Jean Del Vecchio. Um, looks like is the one that wrote it. And he has 35 years of experience in the industry. Uh, but uh, he basically says that, you know, he held off on writing this article for a while, kind of just put, putting his, uh, his thoughts together and all of that. And, um, you know, he said something, uh, something very interesting in his article where he talks about um, saying that Disney's approach is dangerous. And that canceling people for their views is a proverbial slippery slope. He says, quote, the maxim, I disapprove of what you say, but I will defend to the death your right to say it, is losing ground to the rather frightening alternative of, I disapprove of what you say, and I will cancel you for it. In the past, he continues to say, organizations that needed to distance themselves from employees' controversial opinions would make a public statement that, quote, the employees' opinions are theirs alone and do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of the company. End quote. Done. Banishment was reserved for more dangerous, egregious behaviors like debilitating drug abuse, assault, robbery, and murder, he continues. And he goes on and on, um, but it, it's it's a very it's a very well written article. Um, it sounds interesting, and uh, it's it's not very long. I mean, it's not very long for us to read. It's it's very long to read on the podcast. Yeah, so that's why I won't do it. But um, but it was nice to see that you know such a huge company would support that. Um, you know, he, he said something, too, uh, somewhere on here where a uh, big percentage, he talks about percentages of people that, um, uh, here's, see, uh, uh, here's what it says. Uh, a new poll conducted by Public Opinion Strategies found that 58% of people opposed Carano being fired, but that jumped to a whopping 72% when they saw the post that she was fired for leaving only 28% who felt Disney was justified. He continues by saying that it makes Disney appear to be exaggerating when it later said that their social media posts were abhorrent and unacceptable and how they denigrate people based on their cultural and religious identities. So, um, so yeah, so uh, then he, again, he goes on more to elaborate on that, on that uh, point, but... I don't know. It was nice to see that. Um, the other, yeah. the other thing too is, um, if for those that don't know, uh, who don't follow, I don't know. Um, I know this is not a big deal for some, but it is for others. So we're just huge fans of the Mandalorian. We're huge fans of Gina Carano and her character Cara Dune in the Mandalorian series. Yeah, we're very sad that we won't see her again. Specifically, the actor, yeah. uh, because. You know, if she gets recast, you know, if the character gets recast or whatever, 
it's just not going to be the same. Yeah, it won't I don't, be her. I don't think it'll be a recast because there's so much, so much going on with this. But um, but yeah, um, there's and and there's been other actors too that that spoke up and defended her, and they and they're saying that it sucks that now they have to watch what they say, you know. It never used to be like that. Yeah, it used to just be able to say whatever you want. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, that's what freedom of speech is. You know, Period. If the company, I mentioned if that. If the company doesn't like what you said, you know, the way Gene in the article states is, okay, then make a statement and say, hey, listen, whatever this actor said on this situation, um, that's not what we represent. And we don't agree with it. But they have the right to say whatever they want, you know, because that's freedom of speech. But anyways, um, so so that's pretty nice. But Gina Carano has teamed up with uh, the Daily Wire, which is run by Ben Shapiro, who is a conser- conservative political analyst, and um, and she's gonna be producing or directing and starring in a movie <gasps> with them. So um, you know, check that out and support it. Um, because they're not Hollywood, so um, they they don't have the budget that Hollywood has. You know, uh, uh, a Hollywood movie could cost three hundred million dollars, while uh, an independent film could cost about two to three million. So much much lower budget. Um, and so you know, yeah, companies like that really need your support and your help. So if you can. Um, go out there and help them out. Um, and I think that's it on Gina Carano. Yep. Um, anyways, back to you. Uh, <laughs> uh, what else have you been up to besides uh, school and stuff? Uh, I started Breaking Dawn. Don't break it. It's funny. Don't break it. You break it, you buy it. I did buy it. Uh, <laughs> I started the last Twilight book. Uh, Breaking Dawn, and uh, actually, I I would the last say, one. Why don't you start from the beginning? Oh my god! How many books are there? First of all, there's four, but I'm gonna know there's four in the saga, but there's a fifth one that came out that's called Midnight Sun, and that one's from Edward's point of view, and I don't really think that counts as part as the as part of the saga because it's just from another point of view. Okay. So I'm in. I want to read that one next though. So there's five books, mm-hmm. and you've read three of them. Yeah, and okay. I'm on the fourth one. Got it. And the fourth one is actually broken up into three books. So it's one big book, and then it's like book one is from Bella's point of view, yeah. book two is from Jacob's, and then book three is from Bella's again. And then I think Midnight Sun is Breaking Dawn, but from Edward's point of view. Got it, got it. Um, Did you end up seeing those movies, by the way? Yeah, I saw them with uh one of my aunts when I slept over. You saw them all? Yeah. All of them. So let me ask you, because I I think the ending of that whole saga is pretty stupid. <laughs> I mean, they go through this, like the whole movie almost, this whole big, you know, ending happens. And then it's like, oh, Not no, real. that was just, this is what that was was just gonna a vision. Happen. Yeah, that, that's what was going to happen. Well, in a, in a way, it was like, oh my gosh, no, like uh, literally all this action and whatever. Yeah, so many but... die. But I did kind of like that because, you know, 
some of my favorites didn't die. Like Jasper did no, not die. A bunch of them died. Yeah. I know. Jas Carlisle and them. I'm like, no, Carlisle. You know. But, but I saw. Sorry, I saw an audience, like a live audience, re- audience reaction from in the theaters from when yeah. that movie came out. And everyone, when it, when they showed that it was just a vision, everyone's like, oh my gosh, wow. And yeah. some people were like, yes. Yeah. Some people were like, oh, you know. But but it's. I don't know. It's I don't know. It felt kind of cheesy to me because you know, all that hype to they basically like 15 minutes on that. It was almost like, "Oh, and that was not real. Like that didn't happen. <laughs> that was just a vision." And you know, you always joke around and say like when somebody's telling like a really good story, you always sometimes joke around and say, "Oh, and then you woke up." <laughs> or and then they woke up and it's like and it was all a dream. Uh, and it's like, well, kind of. Yeah, that's literally it was, what happened. It was a, a vision, uh, but um, I don't know. I think they could have done so much better. Yeah. Um, beginning with getting rid of the sparkly vampires. Oh my gosh! I- <laughs> Stop it! I really, I re- do. You prefer them to disintegrate? Listen, I, I, I prefer. I think just about anything else, except a bedazzled. Uh, okay, vampire. you wouldn't say that if you were okay with glitter, he, guys. He just doesn't like glitter, so no, do not. It, it's not even that because seeing them all bedazzled, it doesn't make me think that of glitter. It just it looks like a bedazzled ba- vampire. Well, just, they just... don't they don't show them bedazzled the whole saga. No, I get that, but they I only don't show know. them bedazzled like literally two times. <laughs> I don't know. It's just. At the beginning I and guess, at the end. I guess, you know, it's a different take on vampires, but but I don't know. I like the original take on the vampires where they couldn't be in the sunlight because, you know, they either get blistered or disintegrate or melt or wh- whatever variation of that that happens to them. But they can't be in the sun because then they'll bedazzle you <laughs> to, to death or something. I don't know. How do they bedazzle you? <laughs> they just can't show themselves to the humans, or else the Voltori will kill them. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. Well, I mean, think about it. Someone's like, "Whoa, why? Why <laughs> is was... this man shining like a diamond?" Yeah. From Rihanna. I'm yeah. Shocking. Why? Why is this guy all bedazzled for? How long did it take you to? You, you know, know, bedazzled means when you put like gems on you. Yeah, that's what that reminds me of. Oh my god! The sparkly gems. I know what that means. Um, that's why I said they look like bedazzled vampires. Anyways, moving on. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's just that's just okay. like the only part that trips me out. It's funny because all right, you haven't seen these these series yet, but there's a vampire series called Blade, oh. which is really good. Oh, by you the told way. me about that. Really good. Um. And there's like this meme of uh, Edward talking to Bella. I guess it was like one of those scenes where he was shortly talking to her after she she turned. They're like in the woods somewhere or something. Oh, are they hunting? And she's just like, I don't know. She's just like sitting down kind of like sad or something. And he's like right next to her kind of over her shoulder like he's talking to her or something. Uh And then way back in the back behind them. They show a uh, blade. They show the guy blade. So, and just so you understand, the guy blade is uh, it's like a half vampire, half human 
that all, all he's so basically he has all their strengths, none of their weaknesses. So he's a vampire, but he can walk in the daylight. Mm. Yeah, so, he's in, he's in Fortnite. Yeah. So nothing happens to him. So anyways, uh, so so and he's a vampire hunter. So, you know, that, that makes them super dangerous for, for the vampire community or whatever. But anyways, so they show him in the background with, like, his sword out. Like, if he's about to kill him because they're vampires. Mm-hmm. But I just think it's so funny because, you know, <laughs> I can imagine Blade trying to kill him. I was like, whoa! <laughs> what's, what's with the bedazzle? Why <laughs> What's with the glitter all over yourself? What's going on here? Oh, I'm sorry. <sighs> They'd be like, look, we don't die either. But we, we sparkle. <laughs> hey, back to seriousness. Oh, man. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's just too funny for me. Uh, anyways. <laughs> uh, that tickles me. For real. All right. So, so you're reading those books. And... Mm-hmm. You said, uh, I'm sorry, so you said you did like the, the ending, or you didn't? I did. You did like it. The ending was really, yeah, it was really sweet. Okay, all right. Um, yeah, I guess I just expected more. Um, but, um, okay, I mean, if you liked it, that's, that's fine, too. Um, like my mom says, there is a color for every liking. Mm-hmm. Um, that's why the rainbow has so many colors, right? Um... What else? What else have you been up to? Um, oh, there's a new uh, there's a new update for Fortnite, right? Yes. Um, how's that? It's honestly it's good, but it's also like. Bleh. What does that mean? Bleh. It's like bleh. it's like eh. you know, like it's like you could have done better, but you chose this. You think so? I really I do. like it. I really do. I listen. I would like it if it didn't have what I told you in the car yesterday. What? I told you. In the car. Oh, the demonized yeah, characters? Yeah, they have a lot of demonized stuff and yoga stuff and all these yeah. symbols. And I'm like, y'all are trying to bring this into a kid's game. Well, they they, they do that everywhere. I know, but um, I'm just saying. I don't I'm agree with shocked. that. I don't agree with that either. But but the game itself, as far as like the map and everything, I I think it's uh I think it's cool. I like it. I Again, I'll say it again. You know, what I really like about Fortnite is that it's different every time, every chapter, every season. Everything is different. Uh, the map changes a little bit, sometimes a lot. Um, I do like that this time, th- even if you missed the live event, which for us would have been like at, what, 2 o'clock in the morning? 4 in the morning. No, it was 2 for us. No, it was, I know. Oh, well, yes, yeah. Yeah, because it was 12 when I went to bed. Oh, and yeah, yeah, said yeah. 2 hours, so 2 in the morning for us. Um, you know, it, uh, it sucks because I was like, oh, great. You know, I'm going to miss the live event and I'd never been part of one. Uh, but when I, the game updated, even if you miss the live event, you got to play it. Yeah. Everybody gets to play it. And I don't know if you know this, but if you go to like, you know, where you pick, oh, duos, trios, whatever. Yeah. Underneath it says zero point event. So you can literally replay Replay it as many times as you want. That's pretty cool. That's yeah, it's cool. for limited time, but it is cool because those who weren't able to yeah. are able to. Yeah, yeah. So so that that to me again, that's that's pretty awesome because that was my first uh, you know, um 
event participation because the other times I I haven't been able to get on. I've gotten kicked out, whatever. Yeah, honestly, I really, I did like the other one, though. The one, the Midas Agency update. That was pretty fire. Like, literally everything changed. Midas was, like, with the black suit instead of the white suit. And I'm like, yes. You know? Yeah, that was a good one, too. Uh, but I like this one. It's different. They've thrown uh, what dogs or some wolves. kind of animals into wolves, it. Boars, and, chickens, yeah, and frogs. You get, you get to like hunt these animals and, and upgrade them yourself. Upgrade, uh, not upgrade them. Like you can upgrade the animals. Oh no 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 no! Not the animals. That's what the I'm weapons. saying. Oh, yeah. Like you, so you, you get bones, uh, stinky stuff. <laughs> yeah, from the frogs, right? Yeah, from the frogs, and uh, from some people. And from cars, you get mechanical parts. Oh, yeah. something I realized. When you're breaking down cars, uh, you get mechanical parts. But another thing is that whenever you talk to one of the people, like, you know, the people I'm talking about? Yeah. Whenever you talk to them, you they always give you something. True. I didn't know that. True. And because they gave me, like, minis. No. You know what? I talked to, I, I was talking to one, and they gave me a gold pump. Oh, yeah. And they I gave didn't even. Some, some like, give I you weapons. Yeah. I was like, oh, snap. That's nice. Everybody, that happens to everybody. Everybody gets something free from them. And that's pretty cool. So um, the one thing that is a little weird is the cloak cloak thing. I made one. I had to look it up. Yeah, I I made one too. It's supposed to like keep the wolves away or something. Oh. It's like supposed to throw off your scent, whatever that means. Okay. Yeah. So I don't know if it's, if it only affects animals or if it also... Like, like maybe, maybe it hides your footsteps. Hide your footsteps or something. I didn't know. I don't know. We should. We. I have. We to need see. to test we, it out. Yeah, we need to test the game. Um. But yeah. But but I I I like that that they got all these little different things that they're adding to it. Um. Yeah. It's, it's again. I like it. Um. But yeah, that's the Fortnite update. Um. We won't spend too much on that, even though our uh. Our most popular episode of all time, you know, being that this is like our year episode, our popu- our most popular episode is episode 25, where we talk about Fortnite. So, wow. Um, yeah, it's that's it's crazy. It's got, it's got like 400 something plays. I can't remember exactly, but it's definitely got over 400 plays. Um, let me see. I'm pulling it up right now. Wow. Um, it has where'd it go? Uh here it is. Twenty-five. It's got four hundred and forty-four plays. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. That is I don't know. That's just crazy to me. Um I that don't know. It is crazy. Yeah. So so I mean yeah, I don't know. I don't know what it is about that. I don't know if I guess it must have been just that it's Fortnite? Yeah, um, maybe, you know, people wanted to know from our point of I don't know. Yeah, who knows? Um, Something else I've been trying to, I'm uh, trying. Yeah. Make sure you hear the word trying. What? To read a chapter of the Bible every day. Oh, how's that been going for it's you? It's been going pretty good. My only, like, thing, like, problem with myself is that I read for a couple days straight. Yeah. And then for like I I don't do it one day. I'm not going to say I forget because it always pops into my head at least once one time a day or more yeah. telling me, "Okay, are you going to read the Bible today? You got to do it. You got to do it." And it's 
it's always late. And I'm like, you know what? I'm, I'm not going to do it today. I'm just going to, you know, I'll do it tomorrow. And then yeah. I end up not doing it the next day. And then I'm like, oh, my gosh, it's been two days. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. And then sometimes I don't do it for two days or less. And then I go back or I do it for I don't do it for two days or more. And then I go back. So, like, I'm trying to continuously stick to doing a chapter a day, a chapter a day. Uh, I want to do, like, maybe a chapter or more a day if I can. Well, I obviously can. Well, like, I, mean, I devote my time to so many other things. That's what you and I were doing before. Yeah. We're reading at least a chapter a day. Yeah, but I'm saying, like, I want to, because if I can make time for other things, I can make time to read more than a chapter of the yeah. Bible. So, uh, and I also haven't read Twilight in, like, a week or two. Yeah. And uh, I read, I finished Matthew. Mm-hmm. Woot woot. Uh, it was good. It was really good. And, um, I mean, yeah, that's what I've been doing. I'm trying to, I'm trying to do that. And I've actually, I've learned, I've learned a couple things. I'm not going to say lessons because they're not really lessons. They're more of like future things, if that makes sense. Okay. Uh, but. I, so you've read some prophecy? Yeah, prophecy. And something I actually didn't notice until I started reading the Bible more is that you actually learn a lot more than you think. Yeah. A lot more about Jesus than you think. Like, I used yeah. to be like, I remember when he first told me to read the Bible, I was like, nope, nope. You know, I was like, Bible who? Like, what am I, what, what is that? Yeah. It's going to, so like, how, line after line. How has, how has reading the Bible uh, changed, first, I guess, the way you see the Bible um, how you see Jesus or, or, or God and, and how how has that changed you, if it has? Well, the Bible, my point of view towards the Bible has changed because I underestimated the Bible because I thought the Bible was just stories of Jesus and stuff he did. And it is that, but it's also so much more. Like, it's it's life lessons, it's prophecy, it it's it gives you advice and things to do yeah. to follow God's, you know, path. And that's what I've also been, I've been trying to do that. And And how has that helped you or changed you? Um well, also you told me this, but I I read I I read. I pray before I go to sleep. Yeah. I pray when I wake up. And then I pray before and after I read my Bible. Yeah. And then I pray before I eat. So that's like at least five times a day that I pray. And I can obviously play, pray more if I wanted to. Yeah. Uh, I also apologize faster. Like whenever yeah. I do something wrong, I, I don't take as long. And I don't go days or hours, whatever, without apologizing. I do something wrong in a couple minutes. Give me a couple minutes, even a couple seconds. I'll be like, I'm sorry. You know? Yeah. And I have noticed that. Yeah. I, I apologize. I apologize way quicker, which is something that I I know is yeah. like, wow. And you know, and the Bible also says that, you know, even if, even if, even if you're the one that's right and the other person is wrong, you should still apologize. Yeah. But also I've been a little more patient and I don't get as mad and yeah. I, t I talk a little more like I give so my opinion more. Yeah. But I also feel like that. I mean, that does have to do like, I feel like the Bible has softened me. Yeah. But in a good way, in a good yeah. way. 
And well, yeah, uh, I mean that's a good thing. Yes, and it's also just made me wanna. It's made me wanna like be a better person. Yeah, because I know honestly, I've told this to I think you and a couple other people. I haven't truly. I wasn't a true Christian mm-hmm. until I started reading my Bible. Yeah, that was maybe what a couple months ago. That's exactly what happened to me. I was not a true Christian. The like when I got baptized and I went to that youth conference, yeah. I said I was a Christian. Was I? Probably not a real one. Yeah. Yeah, and that's that's exactly that's exactly what scripture does when you read the Bible is it makes you realize that, you know, wow, it, it convicts you and it and it shows you that you're that you suck, that you're no good, that yeah, you, because you've, you've been you've been living your life contrary to the way God wants you to live your life. And you also learn that it's your choice and it's been your choice always. Um, and it's such a beautiful thing um, to, to know Jesus. I, <laughs> I'd like to share a dream that I had. Um, now that we're talking about Jesus, I'd like to share a dream that I had. I was going to share it on the Christ Alone podcast, but I think it's okay to share here since we're talking about Jesus. Um, but it was probably, it's my favorite dream of all time. Um, it is one that I will keep close to me and I wrote it down and, um, you know, I will reread it over and over for the rest of my life. Um, and it, again, it was beautiful because um in my dream um i got to well let me just tell the dream right yeah yeah all right so in the dream uh i am in a room and uh i i I don't know i don't know what everyone is wearing i don't know who everyone is uh, I couldn't identify anyone. I just know that we were all there for the same reason. And this room was more probably like a waiting room. And the walls were white. The ceiling was white. The floor was white. The door was white. Everything was white. And I remember that the the door had a very bright light behind it. The door was closed, but there was a very bright light behind it and like super 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 bright yeah and nobody could open the door and everyone was anxiously waiting for the door to open when the door finally opened the light was even more brighter because now the door was open yeah and when when I saw the light, it was so bright that you could not see what was on the other side of that frame of that door um, because of how bright it was. But it wasn't a brightness that bothered your eyes. It was just a brightness that couldn't let you see anything. I don't know if that makes sense. So there's like, you know, when you get to a certain level of brightness, it bothers your eyes and you, you, you like automatically put your hand up almost like when you look at the sun or you look at a very bright light that's over 600 lumen it mm-hmm. like really bothers your eyes maybe even 300 lumen i don't know um but uh but it was a it was a light that was much brighter than what we're used to seeing 
anyways but it didn't bother it didn't bother me um but then the light started becoming less intense not disappearing but just less intense mm -hmm. and as that happened in that moment i knew that someone was approaching and that we were all waiting for jesus so when the person gets to the door it turns out it's jesus and everyone's super excited super happy just waiting for him to say something and he says uh hold on let me, let me i don't want to misquote but i uh i wrote it down um he says enter and follow me and so when he said enter and follow me i got super super excited super happy um i already knew in that moment where we were gonna go um you know that that we were going to heaven pretty much um and in that moment uh as he starts walking away after he said enter and follow me um i was walking through the door through the frame and even though it was a regular sized door frame all of us were walking through at the same time somehow i don't know um and there were hundreds if not thousands of us in this room so as we're all going through and before we get to the other side of that frame and you know it's a small space so it's i don't know door frames average about what four inches five inches maybe right so within those five inches of me crossing from one room to the other side of that door mm -hmm. or that door frame a couple things happened so number one i was no longer walking I was being pulled by the either the light or Jesus' presence. I was just being pulled in and and I was no longer walking. It was almost like I was I wasn't necessarily floating, but I was more like just just hovering, barely hovering off of whatever I was standing on, which is I'm assuming the floor, right? Mm -hmm. Um when the door opened, um it was Oh, I forgot to mention too. Um, there was like X's and O's that came up out of the ground. I'm not sure what that, what that meant, but um, they just came up out of the ground. Um, and it and and now that I, that I'm talking about it, I remember that side of the floor not being a floor anymore. It was more like clouds. Mm. Um, so it was all white. Everything was white on the other side. Um, and and Jesus was dressed in white also. Um, but yeah, so, and then, so as, as, uh, his presence is pulling me through the doorway, um, I'm, I get goosebumps and as I get goosebumps, I also feel that with every goosebump, my body is just being transformed into something that I don't recognize. Um, and I don't mean visually, I just mean, you know, it, I felt different. Um, like there was a transformation happening. Um, and the only thing that I can compare that to is probably the, um, you know, uh, us having glorified bodies. So yeah. those of us who are still alive when Jesus comes back and we get transformed, we will get transformed into our glorified bodies. And so that's probably, you know, that's, that's, I'm, a, you know, if I could relate what I felt to anything, it would be to that. So. There was definitely a transformation happening. In that same moment, 
I also was so, so happy that nothing else, nothing that I had ever experienced, nothing that I ever knew or loved, nothing mattered. Yeah. Um, not my family, not you, not your sister, wow. not your mom, uh, nothing that I ever owned or experienced. You're like, um, see you like later. Not, not even my favorite moments of my life, you know, which something that I hold dear to me is like your birth, your sister's birth, you know, marrying your mom, uh, you know, all, all these different things that, that I, you know, that make me happy about, you know, things that I've done or things that have happened to me. None of it, none of it uh, was even remotely close to even the tiniest percentage in comparison to the happiness that I felt. Yeah. And I was so, so happy in that moment because I, I knew, I knew that Jesus saying enter and follow me meant that, that I made it, that I, that I, you know, that I was in heaven, that I was going to spend eternity, eternity with, with Jesus. And, and I was so happy that I wanted to cry. I was so happy I wanted to cry, but I couldn't. And the reason that I couldn't is because in that same moment, I also realized that even though I would have been crying happy tears, um, my tears were not going to be any good where we were going. You know, where we were going, there was going to be no more tears that would ever be shed by me or anyone else. And so, um, I just it just made me smile super super hard and as that whole transformation moment crossing those 5 inches of door frame was happening or coming to an end um and the transformation was was completing I I woke up I woke up with with the really big smile on my face and it was it was bittersweet for me because I um I wished that that was that moment for real. Um, at the same time, you know, um, I was like, I woke up and I, and I felt like if I just woke up in the past, that's what I felt like. You're like, oh, girl. like, oh, this hasn't <laughs> happened yet. Um, so that's that's what I felt like. Um, and then I was content that that I that I still got. To, you know, also, you know, be here with you, your sister, your mom, and everyone that I love. And and that also, all these other people that don't know Jesus still have a little bit more time. And when I mean a little bit more time, I mean by the time I finish saying that sentence. Because after that moment... I, I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know when Jesus is coming. I know he's coming soon. Um, and I don't know if it's going to be in the next second or in the next decade or in the next century. But he is coming soon. And, you know, I don't want to spend too much time on that. But I just want to say that it's it's very, very, very important that, you know, we uh, turn to Christ and do a 30-day free trial, you know. Try try reading your Bible, praying and fasting for for thirty days. Just just try it, and 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 you know, and see what happens. Yeah, um, there actually is a reason that I started to read my Bible. You know, 
I mean, like trying to read it consistently. Yeah. Uh, and that was to, um, you know, get closer to him and understand more about him and to be more like him and to yeah. be a better like follower and child of God. But also because, like you said, he's coming soon. Like ever since he like resurrected the third day and went to heaven. Yeah. He's been he's been coming like yeah. his coming was getting closer and closer since that day. Yeah. And um, I've also been doing it because in Matthew 25, 13, it says, therefore, keep watch because you do not know the day or the hour. So that yeah. tells you, like, you got to be ready yep. because you do not know when he's coming. Yeah. And it also says um, somewhere in that chapter, I think that. You know, Jesus, when he shows up, will show up like a thief in the night. And so a lot of people think that he's going to show up like a thief in the night for Christians, for everyone. And and the actuality is, the reality of that verse is, is that when God shows up like a thief in the night, it's going to be like a thief in the night for those who are not expecting him, for those who are not waiting for him. Yeah. Right? Because he gives us a parable about a thief coming into like a, a farm or something and yeah. stealing things. And he says, if that person knew that the thief was going to show up that day, the thief wouldn't have stolen anything. Right. Yep. And listen to this other part in Matthew 25, 10. But while they were on their way to buy the oil, the bridegroom arrived, the virgins who were ready went up with him to the wedding banquet and the door was shut. Yeah. So that's another parable where, the again to understand this you have to understand the way uh traditional galilean jewish weddings uh happened and i'll try to be very quick and brief about this so basically man wants to marry woman he proposes to her in front of the whole town and the reason he does that is because that makes it real so that if she accepts or denies or rejects him it's official everybody in the town knows so there, there's no there's no way to, you know to like lie about it or pretend or whatever the case is um so they do that publicly and uh and that way they have witnesses because galilean weddings traditionally they don't they don't necessarily want guests they want witnesses yeah because having witnesses like like i said earlier that's what makes the commitment real that's what makes it legal, right? Yeah. In a in a matter of speaking, so so he'll propose in front of everybody, and he'll offer her wine, and and when he offers her her wine, she has the opportunity to accept and drink, or to reject. If she regret, if if she rejects, there's no wedding. That's done. They're they're, they're done. If she accepts, then she has to drink the wine, and when she drinks the wine he tells her or traditionally he won't drink wine with her until they are together again now then he goes away for about a year at least um she stays in town and prepares for the wedding you know like her dress her all that stuff and he goes away and what he does is he goes to his father's house and builds a room for his wife for his bride okay so that when he's married they can go live in his father's house now the 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 
I'm going to keep on with the with the traditional wedding explanation, and then I'll I'll explain why that's so important. Um, so then the the bridegroom will once he's done building the house. The interesting part about that is that that doesn't mean he's ready to go get married. That just means that once he's built that extension to his father's house, he's got to sit around and wait. Why? Because the bride doesn't know when the wedding is. The bridegroom doesn't know when the wedding is. The only one that knows when the wedding is, is the bridegroom's father. Oh, shoot. I literally yes. just realized what you were saying. Yes. And what? I, and what, I, what if, if, if you want, you can explain why I'm saying all this, okay? So, so then, and this is, again, this is the traditional Galilean Jewish wedding. Um, so then, when, when the father is ready, because the father needs to make sure there's enough food, everything's prepared, because he doesn't know how many guests there's going to be, because there, are, there isn't anybody invited. It's just anybody that knows about it and is there when it happens, just happens to take advantage go. of that. So, so then... When the father of the bridegroom says, son, go get your bride, guess what he does? He reaches. He grabs a shofar. A shofar is a, it's just a Jewish name for a trumpet. He oh, grabs a trumpet okay. and he blows the trumpet. <gasps> and the reason he blows the trumpet is because he's announcing that he is on his way. Okay? So when he arrives... now. Again, he's doing this. Now, let's backtrack a little bit. This whole time, she's been getting ready, right? So since she's been getting ready, at a certain point, she will be ready. And when she's ready, she will sit and wait for him. She'll be dressed. She'll be waiting for him. And when she goes to bed, she, ha she had to make sure that her lamp had oil enough oil in it to be lit the entire night. Because if he came... She needed to be ready to be able to go out in the middle of the night and find him, right? If he, if he came at night. And she had also her bridesmaids with her, right? And so the, the bridesmaids would also have to have oil in, in their lamps. Now, the, the parable that you explained earlier, the parable is talking about that moment uh, in, you know, where the, the virgins, right, or the yeah. bridesmaids, bridesmaids um they 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 had the oil in their lamps right but in the galilean traditional wedding it's the bridesmaids that have to be ready right so what happens is when he shows up blowing the shafar which is the trumpet she hears it why because she's expecting it she's she's waiting for it so when he when she hears it she comes out running to meet him and everyone else that is waiting for him with her with the bride that is anxiously waiting for the bridegroom to come, because again, no one knows when that is. When he shows up, everybody that knows and is ready gets up. And those who get up and follow the bride and the bridegroom, they are allowed to celebrate the wedding with them. So get this. Once they go into the whatever location they're going to celebrate the, the, the wedding in, guess what? They close the door. It's shut forever. When they, well, when they close the door, we're talking about the Galilean traditional wedding. Oh, yeah. When the door is shut, after that moment, no one is allowed in and no one is allowed out. Guess how long the celebration is for? Forever. No. What? 
It's a wedding. It's a Galilean oh. wedding. How okay. can it be forever? Everyone's going to get old and die. <laughs> <laughs> so the wedding celebration lasts or lasted seven days. Seven days. So now, I had, I, and I know I said I was going to be brief. I try to be as brief and quick as possible. Do you want to explain why, uh, how important that wedding is to what you're getting ready to say or what I'm getting ready to say? Uh, I, I, I think I'm, I hope I get it right, but mm -hmm. I think this is, this whole thing that you were saying yeah. is exactly the steps and what is likely and what is going to happen when Jesus comes. Because in this case, we're the bridegroom and Jesus. No, we're the bride. Oh, bridegroom is the guy. Yeah. Oh, sorry. The bridegroom is Jesus and we are the bride. So yeah. in this case, we're waiting for him to come to us and for God to tell Jesus, okay, it's time for you to go. Yeah. Because only for God, God the Father. Yeah, God the Father. Because only he knows when it is time. Yeah. And then we have to be ready for when he blows a trumpet and when he comes so we can run out and go with him. And in this case, the doors are the doors of heaven. And we, we won't be, go in and we, I mean... We will go in, but we won't go out, and nobody from outside can come back in. Yeah, those who are not ready. Yeah, exactly. and I think by the seven days, don't you mean like the seven? Do you mean like just seven days, or do you mean like seven years? So, all right. So I'm going to explain that. So it's it's seven days, right? Seven Earth days is the wedding celebration for the Galilean traditional wedding. What's interesting about those seven days is that um, Daniel. In the book of Daniel, um, chapter 9, verse 20-something, chapter 9, uh, closer to the end, mm -hmm. um, uh, he talks about the seven, 70th week. Um, so he's talking about uh, the Israel or, or the Jewish people going through a... Uh, a certain amount of prophetic years, right? You know, where they were enslaved, released, uh, enslaved, and all these things that happened to them. It was almost, um, it's just something that, that God specifically has with them, right? And that 70th week is, again, Daniel was a prophet, right? So, um, God revealed certain things to him that were going to happen in the future and said, Daniel, what you have written, seal it until whenever, right? So the way that prophetic or the way that days and years work in prophecy is that every day is a year. And so in the book of Daniel, it, it tells you that um, 70 weeks, you have to times it by seven because 70, <gasps> 70 weeks. 70 times seven, right? Yeah. Yeah. So 70 weeks, you have to times it by seven because there's seven days in a week, right? So 70 weeks times seven is what? 490, right? But because this is prophecy, it means 490 years. So there was a, a, a prophecy or a promise that was made that, you know, for 490 years, 
um, this was going to be something prophetic that was going to go on between Israel and uh, and God, right? Well, 483 of those years have been fulfilled. 483 of the Daniel prophecy has been fulfilled with Israel. What is? How many days does that leave? Or how many years does that leave? 16, 483 to 490. Oh, sorry. I was thinking 40, I mean, 90 something, seven. Seven years, right? Yeah. Those seven years, which is the last or 70th week of Daniel that he talks about, those are the seven years of tribulation. So the seven years of tribulation is something that's supposed to happen Based on my understanding, it's supposed to happen uh, right after the church is pulled from the earth and, and snatched away into heaven, which is the rapture. Yeah, but... So, so after that happens, then the seven years of tribulation will happen with Israel and whoever else is left here that has not accepted Christ. Yeah. Um, so again, uh, again, there's, God is very intentional with everything that he does and, uh, all that to say that, you know, also part of the reason why I believe that, um, that the rapture will happen pre-tribulation is because of the correlation and parallels that occur between a Galilean traditional Jewish, uh, Jewish wedding and, a, and what Jesus spoke. Every time Jesus spoke to his disciples and he spoke about him coming back, he always spoke as him being the bridegroom. When he was with the disciples and they asked him about, hey, what, what's going to happen? You know, like, you know, when you return, what's going to happen? He says, hold on. When, oh, when they had the Last Supper, he said, yeah. he said I'm going to drink this wine with you now. And the next time that we drink wine together, when we're in the when the in the ah the kingdom oh the hold on hold on hold on you yeah. need like two seconds the I'm next find time it. that I we drink this wine the next time that we drink this wine together, um he basically says we'll be together in the kingdom of heaven right Something in my father's like kingdom yeah in my father's kingdom, but but that but that again that's that draws parallel to the traditional Galilean wedding right, um the other thing. Um, you know, the, the, um, before Jesus comes or as he's coming, what is, what does scripture say about it? You know, and, and, uh, and Thessalonians and Matthew 24, all these different, uh, scripture, uh, verses, it says that before or when Jesus is ready to return, guess what? That he will sound the last trumpet. Yeah. Oh, hold on. What? Wait, can I can I read you the thing I found it? Yeah. Uh Matthew twenty six twenty nine. I tell you, I will not drink from this fruit of the vine from now on until that day when I drink it new with you in my father's kingdom. Yeah. Yeah. So so you know, and again, he spoke to them because they were all they were all from the same area um location, you know, they were all from Galilee. Um, and so he, when he spoke to them, 
you know, he always spoke in quote, quote unquote code, right? But yeah. really he spoke in terms that only those who knew him would um, understand. Would understand. Um, those who had, you know, believed in him would understand. So, um, so he spoke to them in terms that they would understand. And so, you know, when he's talking to them and making these references to the Galilean wedding, it was so that they could understand and get an idea of how all these things were to occur in the future. Um, and of course they didn't know that it was going to be 2000 plus years later. Um, but, um, but here we are, right? And so the other thing, so he he's going to sound the trumpet, right? Sound the last trumpet. And again, with the wedding, you know, the bridegroom, you know, sounds the shafar, which is the trumpet. Um, uh, what else? He Oh, he also tells the disciples. Well, you, you just read it that he's going to uh, also, I don't think you read that part, but uh, he's going to go and build a place for them in his father's house. Um, uh, you know, he's talking about God the oh, Father. Yeah. Um, and again, that's just another uh traditional Galilean wedding reference. Um, yeah. he he talks about that you know, uh, once the door is closed, it cannot be opened. You know, uh, all over Scripture, it talks about God shutting doors and opening them. And when He shuts them, nobody could open them. And when He opens them, nobody could close them. Um, He also says that in those last days. It will be like in the days of Noah and in the days of Lot. Um, I'm not going to get into all that stuff, but, you know, uh, just real quick, God is the one that shuts the door to Noah's ark. And so everyone that's trying to get in can't get in because nobody can open it. When the water ceases, God also opens the door. So, um, again, um, you know, there's a, there's just there's just so so much parallel so much connection to the traditional Galilean wedding that there's no way that those 7 days of celebration do not mean the 7 years of tribulation that the church will not be here but instead be 7 years in heaven celebrating now 7 earthly years in in heaven celebrating right because we understand that time in heaven is also different. Yeah. So those seven years in, in heaven that we would be celebrating could be seven days for us. But for earth, it could be seven years. Yeah. So I, again, because God is so intentional with everything that, that he does and everything that is written in scripture and the way that everything has happened, um, that leads me to, to believe that the rapture will happen before the tribulation. And there's other things too, but yeah. You know, um, this is the only thing we're talking about here. You know, talking about this stuff and just, you know, hearing of what's going to happen and all that, it makes me realize how, like, real Jesus is. Yeah. And it makes me realize, you know, man, I love Jesus. Yeah. You know, one of the things that that proves that the Bible is true and that it's the word of God is the prophecy in it. Because, you know, when somebody, we, we understand that, like, Nobody could see the future. We can only take guesses at it. But, you know, when all through scripture, there are things that, that are written hundreds of years before, and then they happen hundreds and thousands of years later, and it happens exactly as it was written, like, there's no way that God's not involved in that. Yeah. Right? 
there's not there's no way that something supernatural is going on there. that's yeah. so so uh i don't know it's just some some food for thought for maybe some of our listeners i know we kind of went a little bit long on this sorry but uh we love <laughs> jesus period and, um, god is great god yeah. is good so um you know if uh again if you don't know him we encourage you to 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 know him to get to yeah. know him start with the gospels matthew mark luke and john i yeah i recommend mark and no sorry not mark uh matthew or john first just because those are the ones i've read and they're just really good yeah. well we also read luke together I, yeah i think i think we started um, and, we, and we read john yeah so uh but but yeah i just it doesn't matter what order you read yeah them it in. doesn't just, matter where just you read start. matthew mark luke and john and and get to know Jesus. Jesus is the protagonist. He is the main character of the story, if you want to look at it that way. Um, so in order for you to understand the story, the whole picture, um, you need to understand who the main character is. Because if you just look at things separately on their own, it's gonna it's gonna be you know it's gonna be a little um, I guess difficult to see um, and understand some of those things. So, yeah. Um, you, once you get to know, you know, the eternal God, then, um, then you'll, you know, everything else will become clear. The Holy Spirit will reveal these things to you. But you have to be genuinely, truthfully open, open and committed to that. That's why we say do the free trial, you know, 30 days, you know, commit to 30 days of praying, you know, as much as you can, whether you believe in it or not. Um, just just praying because it, it doesn't it doesn't hurt you um you know pray um as much as you can read read scripture um and and fast if you can throw yeah. that in there and uh, i'm telling you if you do this and you you're truthfully seeking the truth and wanting to see if if jesus is the truth i promise you he will show up um and, and you know it it's it doesn't cost you anything yeah. really he'll reveal himself to you um i mean look look there's people who refuse to believe in god who still read the bible just because you know it's uh i guess it's a, it's a good way to you know live your life and unfortunately there are people who will just never see it um just because you know they, they just won't. They're, they're just going to reject God, you know. Um, the Bible tells us that there's going to be more people in hell than in heaven, you know, because so many people are going to, to reject them. And, you know, even with Jesus in the flesh, people rejected him and even went as far as crucifying and, and killing him unjustly. So, um, you know, for at least for those Christians out there, don't get discouraged. Um, you know, to, to spread the gospel and keep encouraging your friends, family, and, and whoever else, um, you know, to seek Jesus. So um, I think with that, we'll end. Um, we thank you again for, for joining us. And um, you, is there anything else? Where could they find us? You guys can find us at likefatherlikedaughterpodcast.com and on social media at likefatherlikedaughterpodcast, except for Twitter, which is podcast LFLD. Yeah, don't forget if on the if you go to likefatherlikedaughterpodcast.com on the top right hand corner, if you hit on the store link, it will take you to our merch store where you can buy uh, a like father like daughter podcast t shirt in a couple different colors, and also there's a lot of other. Um, 
you know, God or godly or Jesus type uh, shirts that you can uh, that you can also purchase. Um, either way, um, it, it helps out the not just the podcasts, but you know the the just the the organization that that I've developed, Alphabet Media, which you know now monitors both both podcasts and handles that, and it helps us to continue to do this to you know get better equipment. And stuff like that. Um, so uh, also, uh, again, don't forget to go to the store and purchase purchase a shirt. And if you do, take a picture and tag us in it. Uh, but maybe you know if if you want to wait and actually participate, um, because we've reached a year, we we are gonna give away a shirt. Mm-hmm. Um, you pick your color, you pick your shirt, it uh, and and you know, and we'll we'll send it to you. Um, but, uh, we, we're still going to, I guess, try and figure out how we're going to do the contest. It'll probably be on social media. So stay tuned. Um, and, um, I guess that's it, right? Don't forget to go to Apple podcasts and write a review. I know I said at the beginning, but I can't say it enough. Please do so. Um, we have more than double the listeners than, uh, we have reviews. So please do so. And that's it. I guess we'll uh, hopefully see you next week. Yeah. Bye. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Like Father, Like Daughter podcast. See See you you next time. time.